Welcome to Global Real Estate Dealmakers with Kyle Ney, showcasing investors and entrepreneurs across the globe who are leading innovative commercial and residential real estate projects. You will have a chance to go around the world and hear from international visionaries who are shaping their local communities. Having worked at some of the world's largest real estate investment firms, Kyle is excited to have you alongside as he speaks with dealmakers about their backgrounds, current real estate projects, and views on both the opportunities and risks of the local markets. Okay, grab your bag. It's time to board the flight for the next episode. Hey there, listeners and viewers. It's great to have you back here for the uh, April Kyle's Take. I'm coming to you today from Scottsdale, Arizona, where I've managed to find a hotel that's still back in uh, 2019. Uh, I can't say that the uh, mask uh, adherence here is the way it is in other parts of the world, but in that context, it gives me hope that the global population is gradually going to get out of this, uh, if that's any indication the way people are interacting here in Arizona. With that said, I'm going to get into the breaking news for this episode, and I'm going to relate uh, most of it to Turkey, which is where the most recent guest that I had on a normal episode, which you can check out at kylenay.com. The last episode was with uh, Firuz uh, Soyuer, and according to Knight Frank, the global brokerage firm, Turkey uh, posted the greatest growth in residential prices uh, from Q4 2019 to the end of last year. Uh, Prices rode over 30% in the residential sector. Uh, To put that into context, on a global basis, and this data comprises 56 countries, prices rose uh, last year in 2020 5.6%. Uh, Clearly, I've heard this in many different markets, it's very difficult for buyers. There's bidding wars, all-cash offers, uh, historical lows in inventory. Uh, I was actually having a conversation about that earlier today here uh, in Phoenix. Uh, So uh, an interesting environment uh, in Turkey, uh, to say the least, if you're you're a seller and buyer. Uh, The president of Turkey, uh, President Erdogan, announced plans uh, to proceed with the Canal Istanbul plan. Uh, the way that I understand this at a high level is that uh, he wants to uh, dig uh, uh, another canal, another waterway that bisects a portion of Istanbul, and this would allow uh, the tr- the very heavy traffic through the current Bosphorus Strait to lighten up a bit, and so there would be another way to link the Black and Marmara Seas. Uh, he also announced uh, that he wants to, his goal is to slash interest rates down from nearly 20% down to single digits. Uh, there are other people who need to get in line with this, including the central bank governor, who I, I believe has been a bit more reluctant uh, to move forward uh, with, that, uh, with that lowering of interest rate. But that, that pretends uh, some major changes in the, in the real estate market uh, in Turkey if that happens uh, based on uh, where debt would price. Um, Moving to the next point, uh, summer tourism potential for 2021 in Turkey looks very strong. Uh, The country is expecting 100 million vaccinations uh, to arrive by the end of May. uh, And 
that means that most people in Turkey should be vaccinated before the the critical tourism season starts. Uh, Turkey, uh, therefore, is one of the countries with uh, the lowest risk of infection coming into these you know summer months. Uh, there's a organization, the Turkish Hoteliers Federation, that expects uh, foreign visitors to reach 25 million. Uh, this year in 2021 into Turkey, uh, which is 55% of 2019 volume, uh, that was 45 million visitors. Uh, the yearly tourism revenue in Turkey uh, last year was uh, $12 billion, which was a decrease of 65% compared to 2019. And as some of you who listened to the episode with Firuz may have heard, uh, in the winter months in Turkey, everything locked down, no more so than in uh, Istanbul. So uh, the quarterly tourism revenue fell 50, 50% uh, from October of last year through December uh, because of all the uh, newfound restrictions that were implemented. Moving to guest insights, again, from the uh, Firuz Soyuer episode, I thought it was very interesting that he, he mentioned that there's little to no bank financing in Turkey because of the exorbitant interest rates that current, currently exist. And that's why I made the comment uh, a minute ago about uh, Erdogan's goal to, to lower interest rates. Uh, with that said, developers are able to obtain you know, pseudo financing from buyers who come into projects and put down deposits in these strata sale schemes, very similar to the, the condo market here in the U.S., and therefore, you see the, the buyers and uh, investors in residential property able to finance developers uh, so that the developers don't have uh, much equity that they have to come out of pocket with. So I thought that was, that was fascinating. Uh, we also talked about, or Farouz shared, that entitlements in Turkey uh, are not binding upon receipt. So you may go through the whole process uh, with a development, get entitlements uh, from the city government in Istanbul, and then they could revoke that at a later time. And to navigate those waters, it, it, it seemed to me that it was very important to bring on a local partner if you were foreign capital looking to do a development project uh, in Turkey, especially in Istanbul. Lastly, I'll mention that uh, most of Turkish real estate, as Firuz explained, uh, especially in Istanbul, is comprised of private investors and not the institutional investors that you might see coming into a market like, you know, London or Paris or New York. And when you're looking at transaction data, it's very important to realize who the buyer was because private buyers are going to be much more focused on things like the location and the architecture and may look at other uh, institutional metrics, internal rate of return, cap rate, discount to replacement cost, those types of, uh, that type of analysis isn't as, as prevalent for private buyers. And therefore, uh, sometimes the, the transaction data can be meaningless unless you dig a little deeper to understand the profile of the buyer. Uh, moving to poll results. So, the, for those of you who visited the website at uh, kylenay.com, I appreciate you filling out the poll. Uh, I had asked once vaccinations are widespread, as is happening at different velocity throughout the globe, and people return to the office, uh, what will be the expectation, uh, especially among real estate firms, for in-office versus in remote uh, in-office versus remote work? And I would say that almost all of the answers were concentrated in one of the two responses that I had put on the website, either that it would be slightly more flexibility or it would be a hybrid model. And that echoes what I've heard in, in my own real estate circles of uh, 
teams valuing the collaboration that comes on from being in the office, but realizing that the paradigm has shifted a bit and that there's going to be greater acceptance for uh, doing work remotely. Uh, but if, if it's not the the tech universe as much. I think that there's a the desire to have more collaboration and a, a greater insistence that they'll that there'll be some in office presence as opposed to an entirely uh, remote workforce. The poll this coming month that I will put up, I want to ask how long uh, all of you think it will take for global hotel revenue since we were talking about tourism in Turkey, um, how long it will take, uh, global hotel revenue to return to 2019 levels. And when you look at uh, total room revenue for 2019 globally, it was $550 billion. And that was up 2.5% from 2018. Clearly, the the hospitality market took a precipitous dip last year with uh, COVID-19. Uh, I know that ADR in 2019 here in the U.S., average daily rate was $131, RevPAR was $86. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see uh, what all of you think is when, it, when that will resume at the, these prior levels. So I'll put up some different answers on the website, essentially by year, whether it's this year, next year, you know, so on through 2025. And I will report back uh, next month. Uh, my next guest, I'm excited. I'm 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 almost done lining up uh, the next guest, which I'll, I'll announce here soon. Uh, but uh, I think it, we'll have the chance to talk about a geography that isn't one of the major markets in the world. So from that context, I think it'll be really fascinating, and uh, I hope you will all tune in at that time. With that said, uh, I am going to sign off from here in the desert. Uh, thank you for listening or watching, and I will talk to you all soon. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into Global Real Estate Dealmakers, the podcast that takes you around the globe to meet real estate investors who are transforming their local communities. If you want to explore the subject from this episode in greater detail, please head on over to www.kylenay.com. We certainly hope you enjoyed this episode and welcome your feedback to help us better cater the content to your global real estate interests.